Hello and welcome to the Midweeks with Pastor Rob. This is me, Pastor Rob, and I'm going to be talking to you today about uh, fatherhood again. Just uh, working through some material that didn't make it into my Father's Day message, but that is, uh, I think, important to the church. And so if you are interested, here we go. One of the things that um, didn't come up on Sunday about fatherhood is that fatherhood is intricately connected with authority, authority and responsibility. They are an interwoven mix. They're two different colors of sands poured together. They are inextricably linked like the flour and sugar in a cake. You can't separate them anymore. Um, And we can see this in God himself. Okay, so when Jesus teaches us to pray, he says, pray like this. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is his way of training us how to be fathered by our Heavenly Father. You start off by addressing him, my Heavenly Father, and then you do three things. You pray for his name to be honored or made holy. You pray for his kingly rule to come, and you pray for his will to be done. And all of these things are like facets of authority and responsibility. Dad, you're a big deal to me. That's the holy name. I want you to be in charge here. So come and have what you want to happen happen. That is a street level reinterpretation of what the Lord's prayer is. Dad, you're a really big deal to me. Come and rule here. Come be in charge and make what you want to happen, happen. That's the Lord's prayer. And so Jesus is linking in heaven fatherhood, God's fatherhood, with uh, honor and authority and responsibility. Come and be responsible for this. We're in a mess. This is, this is interlinked. And what we've been looking at from Sunday is that the scripture teaches us that the world has been filled with the fatherhood of God. It says all fatherhood or all every family, all patria, derives its nature, its name from the father, from the pater. And so God has invested his nature into the world. And that should be no surprise. We're his creatures and especially human beings are made in his image. So we should not be surprised at all that God's fatherhood is imaged into us and meant to reflect back to him and to the rest of creation. So one of the things that fatherhood is meant to image is authority, the authority of God. And the best way to kind of lean into this subject, I think, is to read some words that the Apostle Paul, who's a spiritual father, and as an apostle, the uh, father of Christians and the father of churches as he planted them, to read some words about what the Apostle Paul says about his authority. And I'm looking at 2 Corinthians here. And I'm in chapter 10. You, chapter 10 is kind of in the middle of a fight that Paul is happening his, with his church. His church is rejecting him, rejecting his apostleship, rejecting, rejecting his fatherhood. And he's kind of defending himself and trying to win them their hearts back to the Lord and himself, as well as trying to eject these false apostles, these false spiritual fathers who are trying to move in and adopt his kids. 
And so he says this in chapter 10, verse 8. He says, For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. Sometimes we learn a lot just by listening to what the apostle assumes and not for what he argues, okay? So he's he's trying to argue that um, humility and weakness are not are signs of true apostleship. But one of the things, things he assumes is that apostolic authority, fatherly authority, was given by God, given by the Lord Jesus Christ for the building up of the church, not for tearing down. When we think about authority, um, we tend to think about having the right to boss people around. Uh, or, like police officers, having the right to arrest people. Having the right to stop them from doing what they want to do and make them do what I want them to do. That's kind of the idea of authority. And that, that, that there is something to be said about that. Absolutely. I'm for you. I'm with you. That's right. However, I love the way Paul phrases. He says, we have been given authority for building you up from the Lord. So, number one, he's thinking about the Lord. He's thinking... God has ultimate authority. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to Jesus. Why did the Father give Jesus that authority? For the building up of the children of God. And when Jesus, in turn, invests his authority into spiritual fathers and apostles, it's for the same mission, for the building up of spiritual children, not for tearing it down. Now, does sometimes authority have to be used to say no? You bet. Now, sometimes does authority have to be used to tear down? Yeah, and that's kind of what's going on here. Paul is trying to tear down these false structures that false apostles have been building up against the Lord. But he says the nature of true spiritual authority is as a gift to help build up others. And we as fathers, or we as people with fathers, or we as people who are married to fathers, uh, need to be remembering that and praying for that, that godly authority would be used for the building up of people. All right, so let's take this to another place in Scripture where I think we see the same idea in action. It's in Ephesians, which has been our base text, where Paul is praying to the Father, from whom all every family gets its name. And he's addressing fathers in chapter 6, verse 4. He says this, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And what I see going on here is something very similar to this idea of authority being used to build up. So he's addressing Christian fathers, and he knows that these Christian fathers, one of their main temptations is going to be to exasperate their children in the use of their authority. And one of the easiest ways that a Christian father can do this is by making demands beyond the children's ability to fulfill it and being harsh when those demands aren't met. And you can see already, you know, people might be struggling, well, the kids need to do what I say and they need to be taught this and they need to be taught that. And yeah, that's true. But you need to remember that you've been given the authority of fatherhood to build them up, not to tear them down. And so part of you and I faithfully using our authority is to guarantee that the children will grow up in an atmosphere that will see them flourish, true flourishing, 
by the use of our authority. We have the right to say yes to things and no to things as fathers with authority in the home, and God backs us up, and God's exhortation and requirement for us is that we don't use it to be selfish. We don't use it to um, try to build up our own egos. Our kids always obey us because we're such great dads. We don't use it to make life easier for ourselves. We don't use it because we want to keep people under our thumbs and we feel important whenever people are doing what we say. And we don't use it just to vent on, on little children and try to crush them. Our authority is given for the building up. And that's why he says, don't provoke your children to anger, but build, but um, discipline them, disciple them in the Lord, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So we've seen fathers, your fatherhood is given to them so that they'll grow in the Lord. Our authority is given to us for the building up. And it'd be, it's, it's very easy, especially as a Christian dad, you've got all these great verses given by God himself for us to wail on our children with, It's so easy to use our authority to provoke our children to anger. That's one way of doing it is to have standards too high for the children. So as uh, Doug Wilson once said, if your standards are too high for the kids to joyfully embrace and walk in, lower the standards. If between dinnertime standards and behavioral standards, and nighttime standards, and eating standards, and walking standards, and pooping standards, or whatever it is, if in the midst of all these standards, it's too high for the kids to joyfully respond to or to enjoy you as their dad while they're growing in it, your standards are too high. Lower the standards until they can be done with you enjoying your kids and them enjoying your parenting. And I'm not just talking about in the moment where sometimes kids are angry because a no is being said to them or they're having a hissy fit over something that that isn't your issue. But I'm talking in the overall, if they can't enjoy your fathering, lower the standards to where you can start with some easy wins. And this is just good coaching. You want to start off with some confidence-building skills where the, where the kids can do it, and then you can increase the difficulty as it goes on. You, you don't want to start with something so hard that they quit. I, I kind of blew it this summer. I'm a bike coach, and we were trying this thing called a teeter-totter, and some of the kids could get over it, but one of the kids didn't, and he had a bit of a fall, and he was fine, but it shook his confidence a little bit. And so it's going to be some extra work there. And so, and that's partially on me as coach. I didn't know if he would be able to tackle it. And because it went badly, it set him back a little bit. And, and so that's partially on me. And so the same thing with that. If our expectations, our standards are too, so high that it's frustrating the kids, it's provoking them, then lower the standard until they can start enjoying you parenting them. The other way to provoke the kids is by our sin. If we say, let's go to church just for its own sake, but we our heart isn't in it. Um, if we have blow-ups and we never repent of it, if we treat our wives bad and don't do anything about it and the kids can see it, if we say we're Christians but we don't live like it, that also provokes kids to anger. And they see the hypocrisy in it and they will throw up their hands and say this is just a waste of time. And that is not bringing up our kids in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So, how are you doing? Are you in a constant fight with any of your kids about something? Why not consider dropping it, 
lowering the standard, going back to what you can joyfully train, joyfully father in, and then go from there. The flavor of fathering that your kids, spiritual or otherwise, should receive from you should be uh, love and pleasure in them. It should be joy. And if you can't enjoy the fathering you're doing, take a breather, meet with the Lord, and consider where you might be having uh, too high of standard, and you might actually be provoking the kids to wrath, which is what God told us not to do. Here's a little lesson. We can't disobey God into our children obeying God. You ever thought about that? We can't disobey God into our children obeying God. We have to obey God first. It's always adults first. It's always dads first. It's always parents first. We obey God and then we say, come and obey God like I am to the people around us. We can't be harsh, exacting taskmasters as parents. And we can't also be negligent, self-centered, ignoring parents and expect our kids to follow the Lord. We have to bring them up in the discipline and knowledge of the Lord, instruction of the Lord, while not provoking them to wrath. And as we obey the Lord, we are inviting the Lord to use his authority to help our children grow in the ways he wants to. We're called to be fathers using our authority to build each other up or build up children up, and not to tear them down, just like our father does. May the Lord bless each one of us as we meditate on these things. Look to him in faith and look to his grace as we live out our lives. Be blessed.